quick disclaimer before we start. This is not medical advice. What's up, peeps? Welcome back to another episode. I'm excited. Today, we're going to talk about food and beverage consumption and melanoma risk. Let's start with some context. Malignant melanoma is one of the most serious types of skin cancer. In the U.S., there's about 13 new cases per 100,000 people, and that comes out to about 3,000 new cases of invasive melanoma every year. Risk factors for melanoma include sun exposure, including sunburns, tanning bed use, and phenotypical characteristics. And what that means is your makeup, your skin type, your eye color, hair color, and your ability to tan. So people that have a harder time tanning, people with lighter skin and lighter eye color are at much greater risk of developing melanoma over their lifetime compared to people that have an easier time tanning and have darker skin and hair color. In recent years, attention has been paid to the role that diet plays in melanoma risk. There have been several studies that have shown a trend towards lower melanoma risk in people that have higher intakes of certain foods, certain foods specifically that have high levels of beta carotene, vitamins A, C, D, and E, and adopting healthy diets such as the Mediterranean diet, which is characterized by high consumption of vegetables, fruit, olive oil, and moderate consumption of fish and wine with low consumption of dairy and meat. Eating according to the Mediterranean diet has been shown to have a protective effect against developing melanoma. While drinking alcohol and eating a diet rich in sugar and high glycemic carbohydrates, that actually appears to correlate with an increased risk of, of developing melanoma. So today we're going to discuss a study that was conducted in northern Italy, and the investigators have interesting results to share with us. This is a study that was published in 2019 in the journal Nutrients. I will link the citation in the show notes for you. They specifically sought to address the question of dietary risk factors for mel melanoma development, and their population consisted of five provinces in northern Italy, and these included regions such as Bologna, Ferrara, Modena, Parma, and Reggio Emilia. Sorry to my Italian friends listening to this if I mispronounce any of those cities' names. Inclusion criteria included a diagnosis of melanoma that was confirmed by tissue biopsy, and they could not have evidence of clinical metastasis, meaning spread to another site outside of the skin. So this was a case control study, and the cases were the people with melanoma. Controls in this study were people from the same region, and they demographically looked identical to the cases of melanoma, but they never actually had a melanoma. So those were considered the controls, and that's the essence of a case control study. You look at one population that developed the, the problem in question, in this case it's melanoma, and you compare it to a control population that never developed the diagnosis in question. Again, that's melanoma in this case but the characteristics between the two groups are otherwise identical, meaning same gender, same age groups, same locations in terms of where they reside, same behaviors as in like smoking or not. And studying populations in this way can provide information that may clue us into what's happening between environmental and genetic interactions. 
In this case, uh, in this study rather, the dietary habits of cases and controls were specifically looked at the year prior to enrollment in the study, so before they had a diagnosis of melanoma. Dietary habits were determined using a self-administered semi-quantitative food frequency questionnaire, which was designed to capture eating behaviors in Italy. And it consisted of a lot of questions, about 248 questions regarding 188 different food items. And they looked at frequency and quantity of daily consumption for each food item. Beverages were also recorded and worked into these uh, studies outcome measures. The scientists performing the study also looked at other information such as marital status, height and weight, and then phenotypic characteristics. Again, eye, hair, and skin color, sunburn history, skin sun reaction, as in like how quickly does the person tan or their tendency to burn. And then cases were matched to controls with respect to these variables apart from their diet. Okay, here are the results. A total of 380 cases of melanoma were enrolled in the study and 719 controls who never developed melanoma but these were controls matched for the age sex province of re residence of each of the cases as well as those other features such as hair and eye color and tendency to burn versus tan and friends here's what they found a greater risk of melanoma was observed in people who ate cereals and cereal products, sweets, which included chocolate, candy bars, and ice cream, and cabbages. In people eating lots of cereals and cereal products, the risk appeared to be 30% greater for developing melanoma. Chocolate, candy bars, and ice cream was 50% greater. And eating cabbages conferred a 50% greater risk of developing melanoma. Now, in contrast, they found that some foods appeared to be protective against developing melanoma. Specifically, legumes like beans and peas, olive oil, eggs, and onion and garlic. Gross, right? No, just kidding. I, I don't, I'm not a huge fan of onion or garlic, onions or garlic, but uh, for those of you that are, there's some good news for you. Legumes like beans and peas reduced the melanoma risk by 23%, olive oil by 23%, eggs by 42%, and onion and garlic by 20%. Curiously, there was no clear association for other foods or beverage categories, and they did look at things like tea and coffee. So there's some consistency with existing literature and some uh, inconsistencies with existing literature because I'm sure you've heard on a previous podcast of ours how coffee can reduce your cancer risk and has a ton of benefits and green tea can do the same. Well, this study did not bear that out. Furthermore, I'm a huge advocate for eating fruits and veg and they didn't find an association between eating fruits and veg apart from legumes and olive oil, which you can consider olive oil. Well, it's a fat, but it's derived from olives, which are fruit. Um, but I would have expected uh, a bitter, uh, sorry, a stronger signal for these beneficial foods and melanoma risk. Let's briefly talk about potential mechanisms explaining some of the observations from this study. High intake of foods like cereal products and sweets. Well, these foods consist of refined flours and sugar 
and they have a high glycemic index. And these types of foods are also associated with other cancers like colorectal cancer, breast cancer, uterine cancer, and it probably has something to do with postprandial glucose spikes and insulin spikes. And insulin's a growth factor, and obviously cancers need growth factors to survive. So that might be one of the mechanisms by which cereals increase the risk for melanoma. Those types of foods also lead to obesity and higher levels of circulating leptin. And leptin is one of the main um, hormones your body releases when it comes to food intake, glucose metabolism. And so that may explain also high leptin levels um, may explain the increased risk of developing melanoma. The authors did make a note on cabbage because cabbage appeared to increase the melanoma risk in their population studied. And this is interesting because normally we think of cabbage um, as a protective food for cancers because all brassica species like cabbage, broccoli, cauliflower, Brussels sprouts, they have high levels of a compound called um, isothiocyanate, which has like proven anti-cancer benefits. The authors speculate that it's possible that cabbage is a source of heavy, heavy metal consumption, heavy metal ingestion, excuse me, and heavy metals like cadmium may increase your risk of melanoma. So they did note also that they didn't specifically look at um, sourcing of foods. And what I mean by that is like, was the source of cabbage from conventional growing methods or was it from organic growing methods? It seems that organic growing methods have lower contents of pesticides and heavy metals. So that might um, have been a confounder in this study. Okay, there seemed to be, as we talked about earlier, an inverse correlation between melanoma and consuming legumes, olive oil, and eggs. Eggs are a major dietary source of vitamin D, and this could have a protective effect on your melanoma risk. Olive oil seems to have a protective role against all cancers and inflammatory-related diseases, and it's likely due to the phenolic compounds, like the polyphenols, which you learned about in a prior episodes recently. Polyphenols are protective against cancer, and olive oil is full of polyphenols, and that's easily explaining why melanoma risk was lower in people that ate and consumed a lot of olive oil. In general, the diets that appeared, according to the study, to lower your risk of melanoma were really consistent with the Mediterranean diet. Again, one high in vegetables, olive oil, low consumption of sugars, and high glycemic index foods. The authors speculate that maybe a part of the dietary uh, influence of the Mediterranean diet and its apparent lower risk of cancer development has to do with the fact that Mediterranean diet is lower in phosphorus content and that can conceivably lower your cancer risk. But that's pure speculation if you ask me. So in sum, this study was one of the largest population-based case control studies investigating the, associ the association between diet and melanoma. It may not be completely generalizable to you because this was um, I would say, a, even though they claimed it was a large population case study, case control study, um, you know, we're looking at a total of like maybe over a little over a thousand people and they were confined to northern Italy. So whether or not that applies to the world at large, I think that's a little questionable, but I think we can glean some important information. 
So what is the actionable step you can take based on this information? I think it's pretty clear lowering your consumption of high sugary foods like cereals, candy, chocolate, ice cream, all the good stuff. Uh, avoid it, if you, especially if you're at risk for melanoma. And eat more of legumes, olive oil, eggs, onion, and garlic. And those last food, that last food group, that's especially uh, important for me to hear because I don't love onions or garlic. That's all I've got for you today, guys. I hope you learned something new and interesting. You know, around here, we're all about natural ways to have better skin. This is another tool in your toolbox to achieve that. Talk to you guys soon. See you on the next episode.